and welcome once again, audience, to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski, and I have a confession. Those musical songs coming up from your floorboards at night, it's no secret I've been digging a Broadway tunnel under everyone's house in the tri-state area. Who knows why? Of course, and uh, I'm the co-host, Dan Ryan, pleading with you to not eat the Grimace-flavored mochi, oh, even if it's offered to you. I yes. see, even if it's tossed in your mouth. Yes, or fired in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Only thing we'll do that is like a chicken nugget, a mozzarella stick, a Whopper. An Oreo <laughs> piece of pizza. <laughs> um, but yes, we are back. We are resuming our anime watch after a very successful um, Sinister Six, mm-hmm. our 30th anniversary of Sinister Six, mm-hmm. and a celebration with Dick Tracy. <laughs> And you seem to enjoy it. I did. There's no better way to celebrate than with some dick. <laughs> of course, yeah. yeah. No. But I enjoyed it thoroughly. I thought it was a fitting cap on our first batch. Mm-hmm. Um, and only to 30 more in the future. Of course. Um, we do have a special treat today, which isn't technically anime, and it's technically a rewatch, but in a new medium. Yeah, and we've uh, never done anything like this before, no, so it, no. it's, uh, it's going to be quite interesting to yeah. see, you know... To go over something like this. Yeah, I so. think it'll gel well. Uh, we're due for a rewatch of Spirited Away, and this mm-hmm. is just seeing it through new eyes. Yes. Uh, but before we begin, I actually do have lots of news, surprisingly, to share. Okay, I have less, so mm. uh, I only go have for a few it. things, but yeah. Uh, shall we start with anime? Mm-hmm. Um, I did just start watching Delicious in Dungeon mm-hmm. on Netflix, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Awesome. I think it is a fine anime by Studio Trigger, mm-hmm. um, taking these RPG slash D&D tropes and mixing it along with food, which seems to work out in my favor a lot of times in manga and anime. Like, yeah. I just enjoy a comfy, nonsensical watching people eat and cook. Again, that's why Toriko worked for me, because mm-hmm. it did the same thing, like in a like a shonen action-adventure setting. But this is... I don't know, they're, they're getting all the tropes right, and it just it seems like it's it's made by people who care about that stuff. So yeah, Good character d- dynamics and designs and personalities. I mm. like them all. They're not obnoxious. They're not annoying so far. And the meals look good. Yes. Yeah. And then, the big one. Mm-hmm. Netflix added a little special feature for you, huh? They did. Yeah. They said, our One Piece marketing team deserves a raise, and we keep getting money, so why not put up a live episode every week? Yes. For ease and comfort. And you know what, Dan? You got me. I started watching One Piece. And you... Because I, I did... um. <laughs> Because I am one of these saps that's still paying for Crunchyroll, which is which is a week ahead. Mm-hmm. But I did see on Netflix that they posted the first episode of the Egghead arc, yes. which is what you started that's with. That's what I'm starting with. Yeah, you don't assume I'm watching everything, do you? Because uh, the opening gotcha? Yes, the opening that we, I've seen on TikTok with uh, different music edits mm-hmm. is stellar. The animation's cool. I like this design of this futuristic new island that apparently we're going to, mm-hmm. where everybody gets Astro Boy boots. Yes. Yeah, and like a space future theme. I I think that you will thoroughly enjoy this if you mm-hmm. if you sit down to watch it every week. It is um because of how long Wano was, mm-hmm. I'm noticing a lot of stuff where cuz I think they have Robin and Chopper do like an info recap yeah, at the end. At the end, yeah. Um, on some characters like Sabo. Yeah. Yeah. Like there it, it seems to be a good place for for viewers to start mm-hmm. if they you know if they lost track when Wano was ongoing. Not that Wano wasn't an excellent arc, yeah. but if they if they lost track or fell behind and they want to catch it up, you know, while it's on Netflix, um, they seem to be flashing back to a lot of previous events just to fill in the important stuff. Because I we, we are now in the final saga, whatever form that may take, and Egghead is kind of like the start of that. Yep, they're looking so. for that final potoglyph. 
Yeah. Um, um, I will say the animation, you are correct, is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, very high level quality, very mm-hmm. fluid. Um, I like it. It's colorful, it's bouncy. It just feels good, Dan. No, it it, it does. Like, the, the opening is just an absolute banger. I, I think that you're going to see some pretty cool stuff and tropes on Egghead. Uh, you might have caught sight of a Bon esque looking fellow yes. in the opening yeah. who's coming. Yeah, and that mysterious butterfly imagery and yeah. that island that gets wiped off the map. Yeah, mm. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, but it's very um, mysterious. I, from what I... Like, as I've read the manga... You know, when when the egghead chapters have gone up every week, mm-hmm. I think that you will be pleased with the pacing of it. Oh, good. I, I don't know how the anime will one to one adapt certain things, but it feels like egghead moves very quickly and efficiently, mm. and it's not like a conventional one piece like visiting an island setup. It's mm. I I think that it makes sense that this would catch your interest because mm-hmm. it's I think it's going to be a very interesting and maybe even emotional hmm. arc here. Interesting. So, you know, and from here, a lot of people assume we're going to Elbaf, the, uh, you know, Norse mythology-inspired island where there might be intrigue between Odin and Loki and stuff like that. Hmm. So it's a good place to start. Yep. Yeah. I'm back on set and sail. You mm-hmm. got me at last, Dan. Yeah. I hope you're happy. I am. I hope you're proud of yourself. It's a good victory. Now you can leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Pestering you with the night. Yes. Yeah, I know. Day after <laughs> Haunting day. your dreams. <laughs> night after night. Uh, but what What about you, dear? What do you have? Um, well, the newest thing that happened, because I watched the same anime that you did this week, mm. um, but the newest thing that I have to share, um, I suppose I'll go to video games first and I'll go back to TV. Okay. Just cause, but the Scarlet and Violet epilogue came out mm. starring Petrarunt. <laughs> Um, he briefly possesses the small village in Kitakami, mm-hmm. uh, getting people to do a chicken dance under the influence of his mochi, and I, all, all the crap that it's gotten aside, I enjoy the cast of characters in these games. Mm-hmm. I, I think that this whole Blueberry Academy thing... With, you know, like, the social system that it has. And not that it's a complicated... It's not, like, a Persona-esque... No. Like, no. It, it, it's... But you can invite teachers and coaches and, and gym leaders and Elite Four members to Blueberry Academy, and they have extra dialogue trees, they have interactions with each other, and stuff like that. And then, combined with this epilogue that kind of does some more of that for, like, Kieran, Carmine... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, in the four, the three main goobers, Namona, Arvin, and Penny. Yes. Um, I like this cast of characters. Mm-hmm. I I am somewhat sad in a way that this is like the end of that era, I guess. Mm. Um, but, but this happens to you every gen. You, you grow to love the cast. I do, like I do. Them. Yeah, they're good character designs. And specifically, I think that... If, if future games can kind of carry this forward where we get to do these little social things with the gym leaders and the other main people... I think we will, because they see how much people like it. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't know if we've ever mentioned this before, but there is, like, a, a ratio that has to be mentioned where, in Japan, mm. the gym leaders and Elite Four members are usually some of the most popular characters. Like, they get merch over there, they get, mm-hmm. like... All of the stuff that we get here, they get for gym leaders. Yeah. Um, which is why the one 
webmaster, I think it was SunnyShore.com, mm-hmm. has an entire Volkner-inspired bedroom, mm-hmm. I think. But it, Living it, the dream. Yeah. you had your pimp my house. <laughs> but it's, um... I, I would really like that to carry forward, and... The main, mainly with this Petrunt thing, even though it's it's a very brief little story offering like a handful of, of new battles and stuff, I really want to return to the day when Mythicals got events like this. I, I miss those days too. I really like them. Yeah. They were hyped up. And that was back in the day before like any characters or storyline were tying into anything. Yeah. So if they could do both, that would be great. Because we, you know, we got Celebi back in Gen 2, even though we didn't get that here. Mm-hmm. That was in Japan only. They got, like, a cell phone device to get Celebi to appear at the shrine. Mm-hmm. Um, that might tie into a future thing. Uh, but then Jirachi didn't get anything like that, but Deoxys did yeah. in Gen 3. Yeah. And then Gen, you know, Gen 4, Shaman had a little event. Yeah, Manaphy had the Pokemon Ranger crossover. Yeah. And then Victini had Liberty Island. Yeah. Which, which were all cool, but yeah. then in Gen 6, it stopped. Mm-hmm. Like, Gen 6, they just... The Start, event gives yeah, it to you. Download it. There's a dialogue thing, yeah. and then that's it. Um, mm. So I, I really hope that they return to giving the mythicals something to do mm-hmm. like that. Uh, yeah, but check that out. Yeah. It's I, I believe it's the final piece of content for Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. So Now time for Game Freak to start working again. I guess so. <laughs> On their next ones. Switch 2, maybe? Well, that no, those rumors, rumors have been... Up. I don't know. As and we got Game Boy Advance games coming after I bought an emulator, because <laughs> that's the way the world works. Well, the emulator can <laughs> can serve you in plenty of other yes, ways, just because I can play Mother Sun. Yeah. yeah. Now, if they released Mother 3, that would really... <laughs> they, they, they never address it, yeah. so... Mm. But yeah, we are getting Golden Sun. Yes, which but, is phenomenal. Grant yeah. should be happy. Big enough to make the local news in some places. Honestly, so. yes. Yeah. yeah, the Prime series that I'm glad they seem to realize that people care about. Yes. A fundamental RPG. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I've only got one more thing. Mm-hmm. Thought I had more. It's a movie, mm-hmm. so I don't know if that ties into what you want to talk about, or I could talk about it, or whatever. I got two TV shows, so okay. you go first. I'll go first. So I returned to the cinema show, the mm-hmm. AMC, yesterday with some friends to see another movie, um, and I was surprised about how I felt about it. It was, in fact, Mean Gortel's The Musical. <laughs> I didn't even realize that was out. Okay. Yes, it just came out <laughs> on Friday, and now I do have a little bit of history being a musical theater buff. Um, it's not my favorite stage show. Mm-hmm. I thought that Tina Fey, who's like a producer and was like very involved with the creation of the musical as well, and this, and the original movie, she shines. She could tell that she cares about this property and it's spawned like so many internet memes. Mm-hmm. And now it's like for a new generation. I wasn't a huge fan of the musical. I thought that um, on stage, it didn't hit as hard as Heather's did mm-hmm. during the same time period. And I thought that they were going to go a little bit more like quirky theater kid in the stage production mm-hmm. like have some theater references in there as i said before on this podcast a long time ago i think tina fey wanted to like have a Bertel breck moment and make an entire song in german that mm-hmm. like regina's mom sings about being an old slut mm-hmm. and I, I was like oh well that would like that's like the niche theater that i love in like this this multi-marketed um thing that everyone knows about yeah but that didn't proceed and it was kind of like a typical Fun little show, Mm. but uh, it was innocent enough. So I went into this movie, and oddly enough, we are in the time in Hollywood where people do not like movie musicals unless, I mean, uh, even though they're all doing financially well. Yeah, you gotta trick them. There's things on TikTok with, like, people groaning, like, oh, this is a musical, and I'm like, that's the fifth song in this show, why why are you groaning now? (laughs) Did it wear on you? I don't get that either, I really don't. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy musicals, so I don't know, I'm not, but, like, I... 
I, that that was a big controversial study that came out that yeah. people must be deceived. Mm-hmm. But then maybe if you can get them into the theater and tie them down, yeah. they'll enjoy, enjoy the musicals. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't understand what we're. I, needless to say, I went in not expecting to be wowed. Mm-hmm. When in fact, I think this is a revisioning of a classic film that works slightly better. Okay. Than the original movie, which I never thought would happen. They cut a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. Um. And they kind of worked around the plot just a little bit. But I loved how self-referential it was. There's, like, a part in it where, like, uh, you know, they're saying, like, who was personally victimized by Regina George, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, as an example. And one of the characters stands up and is like, yeah, you were really lacking in that number that was before. And that was just to carry the plot, like, out of nowhere. Like, just <laughs> mentioning that they're in a musical. And yeah. that, like, completely goes away. Like, Tina Fey starts to sing and she's like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, okay. So, it's like, tongue-in-cheek, it's fine. But the real joy of this film is Renee Rapp playing Regina George. Mm-hmm. She was in one of the Broadway replacement casts of this as Regina George. But here, it is clearly her film. Like, she's going to be a singing star. I could see her in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. And the cast just really gels well together. Like, okay. It feels like, oh, they took these characters, they're expanding them a little bit. Like, Damien has a lot to do, um, who's played by um, the guy from A Strange Loop. And he has, like, a moment where he's singing the song in French. And then you realize it's just the lyrics from the iCarly opening. <laughs> okay. And it comes out of nowhere. And it was like, like, I gave a guttural laugh, Dad. I okay. was like, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> like, and I was like, oh my God, where did this come from? You didn't and recognize that sound. I didn't. And I was just, I was like, it was just full of like jokes and like the songs, they, they watered down on the orchestrations a bit, but they staged some of them in some ways that was like really cool, like, when Regina's, like, puppeteering people, everything, like, slows down mm-hmm. during World Burn and shit. Um, I just really liked it. And I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I would. You wouldn't see me championing Mean Girls the musical, the movie. But, well, here we are. I am pleased to hear that. Yeah. Because I think that for our, you know, age group, mm-hmm. Mean Girls was, like, a like a, a yeah. like an like iconic still, movie. It still is, yeah. And I wouldn't want something to come along and, like, not tart. I'm not saying tart. Like, nothing <laughs> would ever tarnish it. Yeah. But, like... You know, like a mark against a brand that is mostly just kind of proceeded along and, you know, being loved by folks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I'm glad to hear that it's it's actually, yeah. it's quite good and it seems like it's something unique. Yeah. So it's, yeah. yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. I did not go to the theater expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. But I turned to my company I said, you know what? Mm-hmm. I kind of liked that. Mm-hmm. So, go figure. Can't judge a book by its cover. Of Unless course. it's Pokemon or One Piece. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. I have, uh, two TV things, mm-hmm. um, strange TV things, things that I wouldn't normally bring up, but I really want to, mm-hmm. um, on Peacock this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, Seth MacFarlane's TED show went up. Oh, I heard, yeah. And it, it, it is, it is so fucking funny. Really? I, hmm. I was not expecting I it. I never like, saw I, the original film. <laughs> they are they are very funny in their own right um and this show is like it's like a snappier live action version of like season 1 family guy like hmm. back when the writers were like they were coming on the scene and they were like this was a new thing a new competitor for the simpsons or hmm. whatever and it, it, you know it, it, it is just something you know i don't know if if you are into that kind of comedy or I mean, if, if i could be it is just one of the funniest shows that I have hmm. seen in a long time. And it yeah. is, it, it's like, 
it's like high effort for what it is. Yeah. Because Ted's rendered exactly like he is in the movie with CGI, and it's like seamless. Mm. And the, the cast is like, you know, this small New England family in the early 90s, because mm. it's like a prequel to the, to mm-hmm. the movies. Okay. And it... Like, I don't know, I just was not expecting something so high effort for, like, a Ted show. So we both had our little moments this week, yeah. huh? With oh, past yeah. properties being changed for the better and surprising us. And, and you know, you know from past experience that sometimes, even if with these properties that I like, mm-hmm. it takes a lot for me to watch a show. Like, yes. usually I forget about it. It's and, true. Yeah. But I, I had some some family visiting yesterday, <laughs> and that was the spur to, like, just put it on <laughs> Gotta in the put background. something on. <laughs> and, oh, no, no, it, it, was, it was a fun day. We went to see the store from Clerks, actually. We visited it in person. Mm. Um, But, uh, you know, then when we were, you know, chilling, I put on Ted. That got me to watch the first episode. Mm -hmm. I kept going, binging it last night, and it is just... uh, It is just a great comedy. Like, I have not not laughed that hard at a new comedy since maybe, like, Dairy Girls or or Kimmy Schmidt. Wow, comparing it to Dairy Girls and Kimmy Schmidt. You know, it, it's, I don't know, it's just something special for, for what it is. It's just, like, the cast is great. You would recognize um, uh, Mrs. H- Howard from Euphoria plays okay. the mom. Okay. And she's, like, an Edith Bunker type, <laughs> you know, she's, like, a play on that trope. Okay. But the parents are both, like, played up, mm. exaggerated versions of that. It's just good. I wow. just, I really recommend it. It's it's hysterical. I, you know, just check it out. Yeah. Um, I'll have to give it a go. Uh, and then another probably a re- reevaluation that I did was I went back and I finally continued watching Star Trek Discovery, uh. which was, you know, that came out a few years ago. It's already on like, I think season five is premiering this year. Wow. It's going to end. Um, and it was one of those things where I really got to say, in terms of your, your joke about judging a book by its cover, mm-hmm. I... Started watching it. As you know, it's difficult for me to continue a show sometimes. I just lost track of it. And Red Letter Media famously doesn't like that show. And when you hear them explain it with the highlights they give, you would think it was terrible. Mm -hmm. But I sat down and watched it, and it is truly not that bad. (laughs) I, it is an enjoyable Star Trek show. It is, you know, if, if we, if, if certain franchise installments reflect the eras that they're made in, then this is Star Trek's, like, we're trying to do a long-form Lost-esque storyline mm-hmm. here. And that's what it does. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just a... It's just a very... Like, I, I've I've been charmed by the main cast of characters. Mm-hmm. They they fit in together. And you know that universe, so... Yeah. You want to judge. And it's... So, so that's one of the things I'm glad I went back and I'm giving it a second try because mm-hmm. it is it's a legitimately good show it's not it's not classic trek but it's it's something good in its own right mm. so that's yeah you made a discovery yourself i did yeah. mm-hmm. mm. yes uh but TV. that's that's all the news fargo's good one more episode okay good. i think you would really like this season mm-hmm. so i mean maybe give that a watch it's only 10 episodes of course jennifer's jason lee is eating mm-hmm. <laughs> she's desiccating mm-hmm as this Republican wife, and it's just <laughs> a Republican business owner, and she's just perfection. Mm-hmm. And that she's only the second main character. Like, we got that main girl doing crazy things, and John Hamm's a, a right-winger. Yes. <laughs> and the guns are coming out now, so. Yes. I assumed. Yeah, Fargo. 
Um, That's all I got. I can kill some time with a tangent. Sure, why not? We haven't had a tangent in a bit. Um, well, this this isn't new information to you, mm -hmm. but I suppose I'll, because I, I like to fill in for the fun of it, everyone yeah, on like our... to give our perestroika design to the, process. <laughs> to the audience, yeah. Um, so, uh, for a brief time, I was thinking, you know, kind of caught up in the whirlwind of the Scarlet Violet DLC. I'm like, okay, we'll have the... We, the player can go to different countries, like small regions in other areas. Uh -huh. But then I'm like, like, no. You're thinking too big, Dan, too big. By, by <laughs> the law of, of your original prompts, mm -hmm. because I, I don't want to deviate from your ideas... Too much. Mm -hmm. um, the The idea was to use Florida and the Caribbean, uh, you know, like the the Antilles and stuff like that, as our two post game things. And I didn't want to cut them. I was, you know, trying to think when I draw the final map because we have a gigantic map uh, that gets more complex by the day. But we have a huge map, and I was trying to think like how it could be done and how it could make sense scale wise. Um, and I did figure out a way to make it work, and notably, uh, I discussed this with you, we're just switching the plot vibes of the two areas. Yeah. So Florida will now get, like, a ritzy, retirement-esque, mm -hmm. uh, like, mystery plot with the, the shadow beasts, and, uh, maybe Perot solving a mystery for the upper crust mm -hmm. there. Uh, in Florida... Technically provides all the biomes that we would need to just if we need to fill in the rest of the old mons, we throw them there. Yeah, that, this is this is all just yeah. background information noise. But they also have, you know, there is also some islands off the coast of of Florida to like the the east that we can put surf routes in. Mm -hmm. We could easily make a surf route going from Cuba to Florida, but we'll <laughs> like we'll. You gotta you gotta get through the po like the the elite four and mm -hmm. become champion to surf up there, uh, you know. So we'll like the same way Pokemon has always done things. Like yeah. we'll just block things off. And there'll be a guy at a gate saying yeah. no no no. There'll be a line of Psyducks you can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and very, same thing with uh, like down into Puerto Rico and then into the Caribbean. Like we'll just have someone blocking it off at mm -hmm. first, uh, and then the Mega Evolution shonen anime plot will go down there because mm -hmm. i figured scale wise you know if you just surfed it it would be way too quickly mm. so we'll have like a ferry like with the sevi islands take you from each place there and there and there mm -hmm. and then we'll develop like that anime weeb plot line down there while also trying to figure out things that reference like the caribbean in general um but yeah, yeah, I think we, we have we have a vague idea for who's going to be the legendary of, of Florida. <laughs> Florida um, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we're probably going to make a Florida man, so that's uh, either Just way. Peering over his shoulder. <laughs> and then we're working we're working on the Caribbean one, but uh yeah. yeah. So that that'll you know, in the coming weeks, perhaps I'll start coming to you with some <laughs> prompts for those. Yep. I, I figured those would be, in general, like, mm -hmm. a good place to stick, like, regional forms and, uh, you know, but, but, like, with a smattering of new mons to find there, maybe. Yep. Yep. Um, but it does fit because the way that I've been designing the map and giving the legendaries their lore and everything, mm -hmm. you know, uh, obviously our Amazon rainforest contains the big snake, yep. and I figured when it comes down to it, you catch... Mothman, Bird, Wendigo, uh, Bigfoot, mm -hmm. 
and then these two goobs from these post-game locations, mm -hmm. and you gotta get all six of them to, to unlock Snek, because oh. it's the big cheese. The big so, um... We'll figure out themes and color schemes and stuff for them, mm -hmm. but I, I think it just does make sense to just make a gigantic-ass region, because I think the vibe that you and I are going for is this is like a Game Boy Advance DS-era yeah. art, like, top-down RPG where you just, you're on a gigantic map. Mm -hmm. the, the ones that we would have wanted as kids, probably. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's those are uh, the ideas going forward. I got two vague new Pokemon for you. Okay. Just general ideas, so don't lampoon me or lambast me. Uh, never as I lamp don't want to do. I would never lampoon <laughs> you on Mike, no. Anyways, um, they're both fairy mons, mm -hmm. because you said pure fairy, something we need. Um, first one, I don't know if I suggested this before. I might have suggested both of these before. I don't, my memory's fading, Dan, like time itself. Um, I said a thread and needle Pokemon. You did suggest okay. that before. All right, yeah. never mind. And, uh, a, a, a pancake Pokemon. Easily done. Uh, be inspired by, uh, old cattle cookouts, like a chef wagon or something. Perfect. And it just makes poke pancake, pokey pancakes. That is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, like old, t old timey. Yeah. Uh, wagon meal. Inspired yeah. by Fargo, where there's a lot of pancake imagery this season. That's relates perfect. To, relates to childhood trauma. <laughs> no, I can definitely do something with a pancake. And I there's, love a pancake. There's like, there's like those skate fish. Yeah. It could be, it could be like, uh, actually, the art for Mochi Rabbit uh -huh. is coming soon. Good. So that's because yeah. uh, I figured I would go back and. Yeah, you just revealed your pyrite uh, uh, pokies. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So the well, the redesign of them. Yeah. Um. But they're probably not the only ones getting a, a, a redo, because mm. I've... My style has changed a little yes, bit, so... I've grown. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the news on that, and thank you for the new ideas. Of course, the new idea. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. yeah. I will continue thinking, mm -hmm. yeah, as I often do. Of course. Um, so shall we get into today's episode proper, Dan? Yeah, pull back the curtain. All right, exactly. That's what I'm doing to introduce the drawing board, who is Playbill Edition. Okay. He has a yellow overhead thing that says anime was not a mistake, oh. and there's no pamphlets inside, so the original cast is here and present for tonight's viewing. He's a, cl a collector's item, yeah. yeah, mm. yeah it's, you can see Jessica Chastain has signed a portion of him, <laughs> as had everyone who has guested on this podcast before. Nicole Kidman has several signatures. Oh, wow, <laughs> look at all these ads. Yeah, I know. Mm. Mm. Yeah, very we nice. could eat at Sardi's. Yeah, we could. <laughs> Anyways, he is a drawing board playbill edition. All the glitz and glamour of the stage contained within him. Um, so today we are watching Spirited Away live on stage mm -hmm. from last year. It's vague. It was released this year, but I think it was from two years ago, a year ago, um, where it actually happened in Japan. And now I think it's currently moving to London. Mm -hmm. So maybe stateside at some point. You be the judge if you want to see this, though. Of so, course. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's a stage adaptation of the Ghibli classic for you and I, Spirited Away. Um, it was announced in February 2021 uh, with a world premiere planned in Tokyo on the 28th of February in 2022. It is written and directed by John Caird uh, with Toho as the production company with Studio Ghibli's blessing. Mm -hmm. So, ooh, big name. Uh, so John Caird is an English stage director and writer of plays, musicals, and operas. Uh, he is an honorary associate director of the Royal Shakespeare Company, uh, was for many years a regular director with the Royal National Theatre of Great Britain, and is the principal guest director of the Royal Dramatic Theatre. Those are three really big names in the London theatre scene. So. Okay. They all have royal in it them. Is yeah. a, it is a prestigious uh, career that he has, and he chose to direct Spirit Away. Um, he's also an Olivier and Tony Award winner um, with their pawn-jumping production of The Life and Adventures of Nicholas Nichols in 1982 and the original production of Les Mis where he was a producer okay so big Ooh. big musical um 
tons of Shakespeare, Swan and Marlowe with the Royal Shakespeare Company, uh, worldwide productions, especially in the last few years entering in Japan. Uh, he saw the premieres of a Japanese uh, translation of Twelfth Night and Hamlet, just to name a few of the big ones. Okay. So, uh, the play opened in Tokyo in February 22, subsequently touring to Osaka, Hakata, Sapporo, and Nagoya. Uh, the production was designed by John Bowser, uh, with Toby Ole, whose puppetry work is incredible. Um, he did 101 Dalmatians, he's doing Totoro stage adaptation. Mm -hmm. Um, just check out their Instagram, because the puppet design is really cool. I know you're afraid of puppets, but... <laughs> well, Maybe these won't scare you No, so I... Adult me loves puppets, because yeah. I appreciate the craft, and... How they can they can outdo CGI sometimes. So uh, Brad Hack arranged and orchestrated Joe Hisayashi's musical score, which gave me goosebumps. I thought I was recording until the end, and I was like, "Oh shit! It's actual real live music playing with the actions of this, and okay. it sounds just like the film. Like, okay, like nothing more I could ask for." Uh, the play starred Kanaha Shimido and Mone uh, Kamishira. Shira Ishii, Kamashira Ishii, both playing the role of Chihiro and with two alternating casts okay. that were both given to us by G-Kids, uh, which is an interesting thing. They gave us both editions on the same Blu-ray. Certainly. Yeah, okay. So you can get watch and get a different flavor if you... Um, you know, want. Uh, review consensus leads towards extremely faithful and bold state of adaptation of the original movie. I will say it could be the booze, it could be my love of theater. I cried several times when first watching this, a la my text messages to you. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm weeping, <laughs> I'm crying, I'm feeling things, Dan. I'm wet. What is this salty discharge yeah, know, right? coming out of my... <laughs> yeah, it can't be a tear, it's been so long. Uh, looking forward to many more live stage Ghibli adaptations now that Mononoke, this, and Totoro have been huge successes. So, you know, the world's their oyster right now. Yeah. So our first cast, uh, Chihiro, just to bio, even those of those uh, we're not seeing tonight, I just wanted to give us a little prestigious, you know, who's mm -hmm. doing this. Uh, Chihiro in cast A is Kana Hashimoto. She's a Japanese actor and singer uh, from the girl group Rev from DVL. Uh, she was raised in popularity for her natural beauty, and she was given titles such as Beyond Cute Local Idol, which mm, like is a title I covet, yeah. Uh, Beyond <laughs> Angelic Idol and a talent appearing once in a millennium. She had a huge viral photo in 2013, uh, got her many roles based on this one cute photo where everyone in Japan was like, well, that's simply a cute girl. <laughs> like, that is the most <laughs> cute person I've ever seen, Dan, and rocketed to stardom. Okay. So, um, on the Variety program, 130 million people's uh, show channel broadcast on June 12th, uh, she challenged the largest number of facial tissues pulled out of the box a tissue box in one minute, achieving the record of 157 and exceeding the previous record of 140. Just, she holds a Guinness World Record that was mm -hmm. previously, it, it, it's been beat since, but okay. another feat. Okay. <laughs> um, we have Haku in this production as Kotaro De Daigo. Um, uh, Kanoshi, or No Face, is played by Kaharu Sugawara in this. She's a Japanese dancer, choreographer, and model from Sanmu, uh, Chiba Prefecture, Japan. Backup dancer for 2NE1. Uh, -E -E Sorry, can't read numbers. We have trouble pronouncing yeah. hip band uh, names. Girls' Generation, <laughs> SMAP, and Rihanna, just to name a few. She won Vogue's Japan's Woman of the Year in 2015. Uh, Rin is Miyu uh, Sakihi. Uh, Kamaji is Tomorrow Taguchi, Japanese actor, director, and musician, known for sci-fi, Tetsuo, and Tetsuo 2, which I thought you might know, mm -hmm. um, live-action action movies. Mm -hmm. um, Yubaba Zaniba in this production is Mari Natsuki, a Japanese singer, dancer, and actress, and the OG Yubaba in Spirited Away. Okay. That she brought this role back to the stage to play the same character. Okay. <laughs> and I think she's like 70-something years old and still rocking it, so mm -hmm. pretty cool. Um, Madame, she was the original, or, um, for the Japanese production, Madame, uh, Thenardier in Les Mis, 
she's in the Japanese TV remake of Bewitched, which I need to see. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was a thing. No, not did but I. That I, I honestly, she's Big Mama in Metal Gear Solid Four: Guns and the Patriots. Okay. So I'm just trying to find people. Um, uh, both stellar casts with reasons to consider a double watch, but the cast we're watching today is the lesser mentioned. I mean, they're both in high regards. We're watching the cast B. Um, Chihiro is played by Mona. I'm sorry, Mone. Kami, I'm going to butcher this name, Kami Shiryashi, Mm -hmm. sorry, actress-singer. She's a voice actor in Wolf Children, Your Name, Weathering With You, and lots of other singing and live-action work that we may know or future see on this Well, we have seen her before then, I believe. Uh, Haku is played by Hiroki Miura. He's a ballet dancer and actor. Uh, Monkey Day Luffy at Tokyo One Piece Tower Show. Which I've seen parts (laughs) of, yeah. (laughs) Youngest Marius in Les Mis history. Okay. Yeah. Um... Uh, Kanoshi No Face is Tomohiko uh, Tsuchimoto. Suchimod- uh, Rin is Fu Hinami. Uh, Kamaji is Satoshi Hashimoto, VA of Terry Bogard, and the OG and most of the following oh, okay. Fatal Fury, King of Fighters games, and Optimus Prime and Transformers, Robots in Disguise, uh, Japanese. So many version. connections. Yeah, so I had I'm, I was looking, I was searching. And then we get Yubaba slash Zaniba in this version as Rami Park. Uh, she is a Japanese actress and singer. She won numerous awards, including the Best Actress Award at the first Seiyu Awards. Her roles include Tao Ren from Shaman King, uh, Toshira Hitsuga from Bleach, Ken in Digimon, mm-hmm. Edward Elric in FMA, Tamari Nardo, Nana Osaka in Osaki and sorry, Osaki and Nana, and hundreds of other anime and video game roles that we will see on this. So Very it is good. a prestigious it's probably the longest list of voice roles that I've ever seen on this podcast mm-hmm. in my research. So it, kudos, and I, I think she does a really good job here. So my take, as said, um, lots of talents in both casts. I wish there was a supercut with both. Uh-huh. Um, but I feel like the version we're watching gives a get better feeling of incorporating the stage elements into the story. And that's what I think I want to see here. So okay. it's a new version of it. I want to see what they do to bring it to the stage. So that's why you're selecting this cast. Yes, is, yes, okay. cast B. Uh, we'll get into the nitty gritty in my notes, but this version was also distributed second. So I feel it's better because it had a little bit more editing time. Okay. Um, so it does flow a little bit better. We get a, a more playful, younger Yubaba in this version that I loved. It was like a different thing than like menacing old crone with mm-hmm. magic power. Here she's like cheeky with Chiro. Okay. She's like, girl, I own you. <laughs> <laughs> you work for me. Um, but I, I love this version. Um, and we love the original film. We talked about it on the podcast. Let's see how it holds up in a different medium. Certainly. Yep. So any notes? Are you ready to return to Spirited Away? I'm... I know you've been on a, a renaissance with it recently. Yeah, I, I'm very excited to see this. Uh, you know, I have sometimes thought about like us doing another episode on Spirited Away, but this is like the perfect way to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that was a transformative movie for us, obviously. Um, and probably for a lot of anime viewers or Ghibli fans. But... No, I'm, I'm just glad we get to return to this story in a way that's, like, new and kind of unexpected, so, yeah. yeah. So without further ado, I guess we should get spirited away, shouldn't we? We should. I have this prop pig mask for you to wear, Dan, through the entire viewing, and you can't take it off. Uh, but are you going to be able to recognize me in a crowd, or...? Oh, I have my reasons. <laughs> uh, do it.
Welcome back, one and all. We just returned from our shift at the bathhouse in we Spirit did. Away, live on stage. And Daniel Ryan, any initial thoughts? A beautiful rendition of a beautiful story. Mm. So, I, I loved it. Yep. I, I enjoyed how very faithful it is to the source material. They barely change a thing. Mm-hmm. They add a few songs. They add a few um, kind of quieter moments where I think the score is a little bit expanded on. But it all translates very well to stage, in my opinion. No, and, definitely. Uh, that seems to be the consensus for most of the uh, Studio Ghibli stage adaptations, which mm-hmm. I guess kind of proves how, um, you know, lasting these stories are with this studio. Because it doesn't work the same when you translate Disney to this. <laughs> no, and that's that's what I wanted to say, is that it, it feels like, um, I, I, I don't know, it feels like this is... Almost as iconic for people as like if you were putting on like a like a Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. production or something like yeah. it like it's just I I don't know like like you said the staying power that it has is just mm-hmm. you know I I think that Shihiro and Haku and and you know Yubaba have like remained in everyone's hearts and minds this whole time so it's it's especially the weebs yes. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. Uh, it's just, uh, and you wouldn't expect Studio Ghibli to translate so well to the stage because there's a lot of weird dreamlike qualities for it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they did a, a fabulous job with this. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Yep. So I, I mean, you could check out our first initial episode for like a more substantial plot summary mm-hmm. for Spirit Away from all those years ago from season one. Mm-hmm. feels like yesterday but i do have a plot synopsis with like extra theater questions and you know of course feeling moments so if you would allow me not by all means that, yeah i'm gonna transform into my dragon form and <laughs> and spin about the stage on a stick <laughs> no and I, I figured this would be good because there is just a lot of like technical genius in this yeah it, it feels a lot of stagecraft, so yeah. it, there is yep. so i yeah we'll get into it so we open on a blank stage with the uh open sky projected on the back wall mm-hmm. um the one thing i will say is they could have used a proscenium arch you know that we got the two sides of the stage that kind of extend into the audience with mm-hmm. those those um like, shrines that sit there the whole time. Yes. Like, if we had a proscenium arch, maybe we could, like, you know, hide something behind there and give us a clear stage picture. But, I mean, that's nitpicking. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's Japanese theater. I know it's slightly less Americanized. But um, this is shot in a proscenium style, so... Um, well, to someone who wouldn't recognize that phrase, yeah. like myself, what, what is a The proscenium, proscenium is, like, the box that goes around the stage. It's like a stage picture. So it creates that fourth wall. Okay. In Japan... They do um, more kind of arena style usually, which is like in the round or like three quarters thrust, mm-hmm. which it kind of extends, which this does slightly, but it's it's generally the shape of a proscenium. Okay. So you have like a stage right, a stage left that are like hidden from view. You don't really see what's going on there. Okay. But I mean, they, they kind of Americanized it in that way, but they did have the, the two side flanks that were... So seldom used, mostly for running about and doing stage business. Yeah, and uh, like the main actions happening and like the stink yeah. spirits entrance because yeah. it has to come down the street mm-hmm. leading to the bathhouse, I guess. So mm-hmm. that for that, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so ten-year-old Chihiro walks in, uh, as I said before, played uh, in my opinion very well by um, hold on, let me find her name, uh, Mone uh, Kamishiraishi, mm-hmm. <laughs> Kamishiraishi. Um, uh, and then, you know, the hardest thing that I've been told as an actor, I mean, I really don't have to do this on stage often, not my type, but playing innocence or a child on stage, believably, mm-hmm. when you're an adult is one of the hardest things you can do. And I think she does a fabulous job with this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, 
Believable, I was amazed. Yeah. yeah. Thoroughly enjoying the moments. Um, a lot of emotions. I chose this version too because she felt a bit more genuine than mm-hmm. the other girl that was playing Chihiro in the first version. I was going to ask yeah. how it compared um, to the other one. She but... definitely had tears mm-hmm. during like the crying moments. Yes. And I don't know if that was the close-ups or the night of because it's tough to draw on these emotions, but... Monet was eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> eating all the crumbs on the stage for her. No, so, definitely. Yeah. Um, faithful costuming and character design all around. It stays very close, if not exact, to what we see in the original movie. Yeah, and, and they're all just... They're portrayed in this... I, I They're all, like, like papercraft, like, no puppets yeah, that are, like, the, the equivalent spirits, yeah. of... For the, for the background spirits, yeah. yeah and it's, it's just... It, like it, you feel like recreating everything one to one wouldn't necessarily look right, yeah, but and, in adapting it for this, they all they, it, it makes them stand out even more than you know. It makes them feel otherworldly. Yeah. Um. Part of me kind of wants to see if they change up the formula mm-hmm. and make it like a little grittier, mm-hmm. but that's down the line. You know, in the Spirited Away revival. Yeah. That doesn't stay exactly close to the source material, but mm-hmm. then we lose it. I get it. It's like the first time it's on stage, so why not? Why <laughs> why beat a broken a dead horse or whatever? You know, like. Or why fix something that isn't broken? Yes. Yeah. That's sorry. The better expression. So the parents are driving on a big move to Kenilworth mm-hmm. with their daughter Chihiro in the back. Uh, we get Monet playing a lot of like the uh, petulant little girl mm-hmm. that you know changes into a woman by the end of the story. You know. Yeah. Just, no. Just, exactly. Just all around. Like Chihiro plays it, and uh, yeah. you know, like she has like her bouquet with her, yep. as in the movie, yep. like with a note from a friend. Mm-hmm. And minimal uh, prop work. This is what people go to school for acting for, Dan. Mm-hmm. You know, you wouldn't be able to pretend to drive a car. <laughs> Probably not, no. You have to be conditioned to. Certainly you have not, to study Meisner. <laughs> certainly not going down a bumpy road, yeah. I don't think. I so. don't think it would be Car Acting 101. Um, showing the title like it's a film. That mm-hmm. was an interesting choice. It's like, oh, it's not the movie. It's not your grandma's Mean Girls. Yeah, and it's, I, like, again, you already said it's like this beautiful projection mm-hmm. on the curtain in the back. Yeah. Uh, where, like, the lettering comes up, and then that's used, throughout know, frequently. Yeah. Um, but then they arrive at the, the tunnel yeah, that we and, recognize. and you did point out that orchestra, that score, is blaring and doing a wonderful job matching with what's happening on stage. Yes. Um, this does a little bit version, better than version A, mm-hmm. so another reason why I chose this, like I said, edited better. There's moments that pop a bit more because the score is, like, correct when mm-hmm. actions happen. Um but there's nothing better than a live orchestra playing this. Of course. Because you, you truly feel and you, like, notice the nuances of the music. Mm-hmm. Um, so they arrive at this strange place. Chihiro is nervous and concerned, but follows along after being startled by two spirit stones, mm-hmm. which would be you and I. Yes. Like, be like, come out as a rock and turn around and make a spooky face. And just sit there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with actors inside. Unsettling. Uh, Monet, as I said, portraying Chihiro here as a bit as a, a melancholic child. Mm-hmm. A little worried, a little nervous, a little bit of a scaredy cat. But mm-hmm. that lends itself to Chihiro growing as a character. Um, instead of a spoiled brat, which I feel also the other girl did a little bit more. Like, Chihiro's a bit of a snob in that one. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, you know, choose your flavor. <laughs> Well, that's not uncommon with people in like iconic roles, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, no, you, you have you to play say differently. That, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what lends itself to the performances. You've mm-hmm. got to take big swings. You got to have. You can't be, be a carbon copy. No, of something because then it kind of dilutes the source material. 
Um, but this amazing bathhouse set with just a couple spins and turns turns into almost every setting during the performance. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something great that we wouldn't see on Broadway. Mm-hmm. As of late, usually it's just bare minimum set, projections, and whatnot. Couple chairs. Couple chairs. Jessica a, Chastain a, rotating. A spinning revolve. But yeah. here it turns into everything and it's functional. And it also has its roots in Japanese theater and kabuki. We've got the... Um, the extending bridge, which is the Hashakagari, mm-hmm. which the Japanese, in the no performances, they would play on that towards the audience, and each one serves a different purpose. But mm-hmm. I like how it was a callback to the root of Japanese theater in this. Yes. So, you know, just just flaunting my theater knowledge. No, Daddy. by all means. I, I, I Flex. school for this, you know? Um, but classic Japanese theater style with neutral clothed background actors that kind of influence the props and the setting and everything. Mm-hmm. They're not there, but this is typical Japanese style. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to, like, the Americans that are like, oh, if we see it, it takes us out of it. <laughs> Mostly. That's, yeah. that's the American school of theater thought. But I could see it. You know, we're, we're getting a little bit more loosey-goosey with the rules now, so... Yeah. You just have to understand it's a different tradition. It, no, and I certainly preferred this method with, you know, like... You you still in my opinion you still focus on the puppets like yeah. it's it's not it's all about the puppets yeah man. Um, uh, Chihiro's parents start eating some delicious prop food greedily as Chihiro wanders off and finds the bathhouse and you know I would need no acting school for doing this Dan mm-hmm. I made my way down a buffet <laughs> and this also caused me to question a lot of the original movie like Dan we didn't talk about this I don't think but this would clearly be our undoing it would. if we were sent into the spirit realm and the first thing we stumble upon is a Benigans. <laughs> Yeah, they would get us with those with that mac and cheese and and those salt and pepper fries and yep. for and anyone sliders, who's not aware, because yeah. I don't know if we've dropped this lore on the podcast Benigans, before. Yeah. Benigans, <laughs> we have. I feel uh, excellent, excellent eatery, pseudo Irish restaurant. Oh, that, it's Irish. <laughs> no, well, I pretend Irish. It was a it was a beautiful restaurant. We had one near us. Uh, you would walk in, feel like home. <laughs> Green carpeting, a big bar in the center. Yeah. And it's gone now. It's uh, the Enterprise is is extinct. Their fries were good. Their sliders were fabulous. Yeah, gone too soon. The way of the dinosaurs. Um, but Jira wanders off, finds this bathhouse, and then we get a small train representing the distance. And Dan mm-hmm. loves a model train. And I do. Gets a few cameo appearances in this, and I do like it as a stage decorate. Like I think yeah. it's just a cool little feature to show time passing and stuff. So yeah. yeah. Uh, enter Haku with a fabulous bob. Mm-hmm. He said, "Am I a Nicki Minaj stand?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miura really using their body and ballet training in this version. Mm-hmm. I think it portrayed the character a bit more dancey, flowy, theatrical as opposed to the first version. Which definitely makes sense for Haku. Yeah. So. Uh, Chihiro is pursued uh, by see-through spirits that try and make her join them. Uh, she then finds her parents are now pigs with some Animal Farm-style pig mask, which I think this puppet guy also directed. I think he did a production of Animal Farm, all of this. Okay. With like people, um, like sentient human beings and like upright animal Oh, I, like I would need mask. to look that up. I need yeah. to. I do love a yeah. production of Animal Farm, but yeah. the the pig masks are a little cheesy. You know, they come out with their hooves, they come out with their their feets, mm-hmm. but it's theater. Yeah, I can't think of a more of effective way unless we get a live pig to just no, sit and, there. That, and that's one of those things that like with animation, it was easy mm-hmm. for them to portray. But it's like I was thinking, like, okay, how are they going to do the ex- like them expanding and breaking the stools and then just going full pig mode and yeah. flop? But like, I I think. Like the, the the way that they turn into pigs matches the way that the spirits are puppeted, yes. so it, it still flows together for yeah. me. I think uh, Monet's acting here is phenomenal. Actual sense of urgency to me, mm-hmm. like oh my parents are actually pigs. I'm scared. Yes, I'm believing you. Yep. Yeah, yep. And creative 
use of like the the like the translucent fabric to yeah, represent the, the, the gauze, the scrim Dan. that they're pulling yeah. her into like yeah. a spiritual plane. And then so. she's got like a shadow behind her. There's this whole interpretive dance sequence mm-hmm. where she stumbles into the river at the lip of the stage and then realizes that she cannot cross it. She's kind of consumed with a little bit of depression and sadness, mm-hmm. and then she's consumed by this transparent gauze yeah. and becomes see through. Yeah, well, so another effect that you know you wouldn't expect them to do here in this way, but it still works. Because just like in the movie, she, you know, uh, Haku needs to provide her with yeah. a special treat, mm-hmm. uh, or else she can't maintain her form in this world. Yeah. A boat with the first of our many excellently designed stage spirits arrive, uh, using props and costumes to get a very accurate representation on stage of the material. Um, Haku offers Chihiro food that allows her to stay in the spirit world, and then Yubaba's bird minion appears. Yes. With a um, bird on stick. Yes. Did it fill you with a sense of foreboding, Dan? Were you worried about bird on stick? I was not worried about bird on stick <laughs> in this case, but I, I, you know, it didn't break the illusion or anything. So. Yeah. Uh, Haku and Chihiro speed through the set uh, with great actors and spinning door sequences. So this is very cool. This is also very Japanese using the different screens and such to show like movements, mm-hmm. uh, progression, um, I like the sense of urgency. I like the slowdown where she sees the pigs in the slaughterhouse. And yeah. Like, thinks to herself, I love the JoJo poses. Definitely. <laughs> it's it's like that whole, you know, that same scene, the way that it's portrayed, it, you know, translated here. It, it's it, Yeah, I, I just wasn't expecting it to be... I, to, just to capture stuff like that. Yeah. But they, they did it, so... Yeah. And it seems like every actor is having, like, a good time with this. Mm-hmm. No matter how big uh, the role... Um, but so they arrive at this bathhouse and we get our first original song, mm-hmm. which doesn't change up the score, but they add lyrics about like welcoming people to the bathhouse. So it mm-hmm. fits. Um, it feels good to me. I don't think it's a, a, a poor addition. I like it. No, I, I really liked it because it had like a good little haunting tune to it. And it's like, uh, it's like very grandiose. I, well, I, I'm not using the right adjective. It, 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 grandiose. It feels it, like otherworldly. It's very theatrical, you may it, say, yeah. In their naming, like, oh, all these tired gods, mm-hmm. these eight million tired gods come here and, you know, yeah. will we'll serve you and stuff. So it's it, it sums up the bathhouse nicely. Uh, all the great spirit designs, Dan, did you have a favorite? I I do not know their exact names. Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't know either, but you can describe. I really liked red guys. The tall red? Oh, the, you like a mask red guy. Tall masked red guys. I liked three yeah. foot tall red guy that was like seducing people. Yeah, yeah. And I like the ducks. Yes, the Those ducks. Those fucking flappy ducks. Get, and I liked horse. Yeah, no, the horse stood out too. And mm. I think there's like a few like Oni in there at some point. It, yeah. it, it's it, really interesting. I like red guys though. Mm-hmm. Um, so favorite of that, uh, no faces there, uh, vanishing mm-hmm. in a flash, sneaking ser- around, serving cunt. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's... no face has been on the ballroom scene, and it's strange, but I I I liked it. Yeah, because it there, there was one Christmas Carol adaptation. I forget yeah. which one. Ghost where, of Christmas Past, probably. Where well, actually, in that one, it was the Ghost of Christmas Future mm. was represented with a woman doing like interpretive dance and like a gauze like outfit and everything mm-hmm. and it was like oh like hey it, it's something different it works and it's it, it kind of serves to show how like no faces and other even here so yeah uh portrayal of the little frog uh, i'm gonna mispronounce this a garo with a puppet so we get like the little frog guy his name in the original is a yeah i yeah. think i think that's pronounced like like ogaro yeah 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 so 
Dan would kill for Frog Puppet. I would kill for Frog Puppet. I would die for him, yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, uh, Chihiro and Haku hide behind some swaying actor Hydrangea after being, or taking a breath of surprise on the bridge. Um, You need to get a job here to save your parents. Go to the boiler room and speak to Kamaji, the boiler man. Uh, He will help you get work from Yubaba, the witch who runs this joint. You mustn't say no. And then we talk about the Chihiro-Haku relationship, which this viewing made me focus on a bit more. Mm -hmm. What's the age difference? Do we buy it? Do we believe it? Are they friends? Are they more than that? I don't know. And it... Again, it's like one of those things, like one of those reasons I'm glad we could, we get to go back and talk yeah. about this story again because it is like a very um, I I don't I don't even <laughs> care like I think other characters joke about it being romantic, but yeah. I think it the is dragon truly, boyfriend Dan. Like these are two people who are like separated from what they know, mm-hmm. and Haku has you know been at it longer and is like blended into it, but he doesn't want that to happen to Chihiro, mm-hmm. and it, it it kind of. You know, you don't have, like, you just interpret it as just, like, strong caring. Like, yeah. just, you know, love, but not, like... Not that kind yeah, of... Not that, yeah. Well, yeah, not regular, but, you know, it's... I don't know, it's just a very beautiful thing. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Um, Haku says, I've known you since you were little. Everyone's out on the hunt for this human. Chihiro maneuvers through the sets, many ladders and bridges. Um <laughs> And it's well done. It is well done. It's it, very, it's Phantom of the Opera. It's how Prince, where, like, she does climb mm-hmm. on most of the stuff. And then, like, when it's a long transition across the stage or a bridge, sometimes they'll get an actor to double as her. So mm-hmm. it's like she's running real quick. Okay. Yeah. But, it, and it, it it does really, you know, it serves to keep reinforcing how big and complex the, the bathhouse is, mm-hmm. even if we don't have the animated sprawling version of it it's like you gotta go you gotta walk up and down all this shit to get here and here and here and here and it's i I like the time it takes to do that yeah so the only part is it doesn't relate to the urgency of like the animated version where she's like running down those stairs Mm -hmm. breaknet speed what smashes into a wall Mm -hmm. you know like we don't get that sense of height here exactly it's like oh you're three rungs up the ladder and there's you better one, be careful. You, you pointed out the one part where she stops and grabs the railings yeah. and screams, uh-huh. and it's kind of just like, I think that tracks to in the movie yeah. where the scaffolding's falling apart, yeah. but it, it was, it, it's it's odd to see it, here. It's acting, man. Yeah. I know, it's acting. <laughs> well, you couldn't get me to climb those sets. It's not in my writer. <laughs> <laughs> You'd see a fatter Chihiro, like, at the, at the bottom, and I'd be like, <laughs> smoking a cigarette. Oh, it's my turn? Yeah. You'd fall down Black Swan style. Yeah. <laughs> Um, another tiny train almost being spotted by this one frog that's smoking uh, before banging head on the door. Mm-hmm. So that's supposed to be like the running down the stairs. Um, another bot with Kamaji's work song, mm-hmm. which gives us a little more backstory where he's like, you know, you're an old woman. You're not a young woman anymore. So maybe him and Yubaba had a thing together. Yeah, no, I could I, see that. Yeah, like, like some she, lore. Like probably when the, the bathhouse was created like, Yubaba enticed him into joining mm-hmm. it, and from the vibe of the song, he's, like, worked his life away. Yeah. He's like, we're both older now, you're mean, I'm <laughs> I'm just doing what I do. I'm just Kamaji. Yeah, well. I just run the boiler, and it's like, yeah, so it is interesting, like, could mm-hmm. could, could there have been some finoodle in between them? Many know. hands, <laughs> yeah. Big big face, many hands. I mean, Yubaba canonically fucks, I assume. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's, She's had a baby. Son, She's so, had yeah. a big baby. <laughs> Um, many actor, or main actor with four other actors controlling Kamaji's extendable arms. Did mm-hmm. you like this? Did you find this acceptable I, as a theater medium? I found it pleasing, yeah. Okay. And um, they, they, it, he, it, it's good that they keep him in 
the main Kumaji spot throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing because it's not it's not like drawing attention to it. You can focus on the arms moving and like one is cranking the the press that he uses. The, grind. the other one is like you know like wiping sweat away. Like mm-hmm. it's all orchestrated perfectly Mm -hmm. and then like one of them when he has to reach for medicine later extends so like in the movie so yeah it's it's good yeah where's our luffy stage adaptation well there was a luffy stage adaptation Mm. that was the live show that was mentioned previously they fight uh it might well it might be a different show but they fight acting acting fruit i don't know they fight a chameleon who i think has something like an acting acting fruit i don't remember but Mm. yeah uh, some soot sprites on a revolve, others on sticks. Did you like them? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think everyone would like them. Yeah, they're adorable. They're just like little, um, like those gasoline-filled things. With mm-hmm. Like the, I don't know how to describe it. Like the appendages, the thing that the rubber things that you like bounce back and forth in your hand. So oh. like foosball. Oh, like a Nerf ball. Like a foosball, then. Well, I. It's uh, got many, many strands on it. Uh, oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, okay. yeah. <laughs> like a koosh a koosh ball yeah that's okay it. that's it that's yeah. a reach back yeah. i don't know if anyone's gonna <laughs> <laughs> my koosh is on fire uh chihiro insists on work and helps out the soot sprites rin arrives serving some classic sass uh we do love rin we stand her mm-hmm. um she candy stars are not shown for dan's uh, much chagrin, mm-hmm. you know, because it would make the stage too dirty. And they did a good job cleaning up a lot of the things. But, yeah, because they do but, throw things later on, but yeah. n- no star candies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rin is startled by Chihiro, but takes her side after Kamaji claims her as his grandchild. Uh, go see Yubaba, thank Kamaji. And the whole scene is faithful even to, like, Chihiro hitting her head on the top of, like, this this hallway that they're going out of. So mm-hmm. it's like a one-to-one, literally, of the original. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have any complaints watching this or the original. No, of course the same not. Story. Uh, going up through the bathhouse, opening elevator um, doors that change the writing and meaning. So we get, like, earth, heaven, sky. Mm-hmm. Um, As they go up each level. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the work of the bathhouse attendants, slugs and frogs. Uh, the radish spirit king enters, mm-hmm. and this is the best, you know, this is in all the marketing. Yeah. You go for radish spirit, you buy a ticket for radish spirit. Portrayed perfectly. Yeah, silently yeah. with eyes that seem to have too many secrets in Yeah, them. we don't know what he's doing. He's here on, you know, uh, taking a break from whatever business he does, yeah. governing all radishes. Radishing, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Do you find me radishing? <laughs> Uh, epitome of all stagecraft I put in this radish spirit costume because yeah. it's clearly like a mop has been cut up and like used as his tubers well but then he blends with the aesthetic of the other yeah. spirits then because he looks like, like found material like yeah. paper craft yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, Rin diverts attention and sends Chihiro up to Yubaba with the lore of a grilled newt uh, stare off uh, in the elevator where you know the radish spirit is just like mm? mm-hmm. but even... seemingly looking out for Chihiro yeah. seemingly and then another thing I noticed is like here clearly we would have like an American laugh mm-hmm. in the theater and I don't know if it's the mood I don't know if they were edited out I don't know if the Japanese have the same sensibilities but they're silent except for that one almost act break number and then the and end and I love it yeah. I... it depends sometimes I, I like a laugh I like a, a stupid comment from the audience you like it <laughs> I do it, sometimes it adds to the atmosphere but here I can understand yeah I I appreciate that but it was i don't i don't know i i suppose i'm i'm conflating that with like movie going but because i like i like me a quiet room yeah. but like we didn't get the gasp of like jessica chastain exiting the theater onto 42nd street yes that was america <laughs> where like people were like my wig 
top hats flying off. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes those moments kind of add to the, the theater atmosphere. Uh, dance break tango with these bathhouse attendants. And I was like, oh, clearly they're trying to make this more like, oh, it's a sexual thing, too. Like, yes, definitely. It is a bathhouse. Like, these spirits are being serviced in other ways as well. And the original has some vibes yeah. like that, but th- this one really plays it up like there's, like, guests getting handsy in some parts. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, asshole businessmen that, that these things would mm-hmm. do. So, I, it's an interesting addition. I like it. Yubaba's yeah. uh, human face vases straight from a Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. They're there guarding the door. More of Chihiro being pulled through the apartments with a cool effect that's like her shirt's being pulled. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's just like a stick in there. Yeah, yeah. I w- it was pretty cool how they pulled that off. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even... I was trying to think of like all the, the ways that they could do stuff like that, but it was... I, I'm, I don't know, I'm just impressed. Yeah. Uh, lighting Yubaba in the background, giving us a sense of foreboding and foreshadowing. Yubaba's office, and at last, the Dewey heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you feel, Dan? Uh, perfect. The, the Tony Award goes to... The Dewey heads. Dewey yeah. heads. Do I get another two uh, <laughs> for these guys? Portrayed by a large fella yeah. uh, who has one head on both of his each of his hands, and then his own face is the third head, yeah, and, like, and it's almost, perfect. Almost nude. Almost nude. Yeah, perfect. Because he blends in with the background, and then it's like, he's he's hopping around Deweeton. Mm-hmm. That's it. Dan will love this. I said it's your dream job. It is. And we get small burb purpose. Yeah, yeah. Hanging out as always. Uh, Yubaba giving off a sleeker, more business savvy presence here. Did you feel that with this Yubaba? Any thoughts? I. Mm. She felt very close to to movie Yubaba yeah. for me. Yeah. I, she felt a little younger though, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, probably because lack of big head, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Cer- certainly younger. Okay. Um, smooth talking. She has like this cool fire nail thing where she lights her pipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, wonderful prosthetic nose. Yubaba gets angry, breaks her desk, and a giant puppet face appears. Yes. <laughs> Big head. When I get angry. And I like how they do it. Rolling eyes. It's it's a it's a good effect. Yeah. Uh, baby boat cries and Yubaba goes to check. No reveal yet aside from giant prop uh, Spider-Man turn off the dark baby foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kicks Yubaba in the face. And Yubaba's bloomers. Which I'm like, oh, they really got the costumes accurate here. They did. Yeah. They, they are no, um, no stranger to detail. Uh, flying contracts and letters. Uh, they even got Yubaba's disheveled hair right with, like, the one strand that's like, I'm done with this shit. Yeah. You need a... And then she fixes it uh, during this next scene. Yubaba has to give Chihiro a job based on an oath she took in the past. However, she takes Chihiro's name, leaving her with uh, the new name Sen. And I like how it's like, two syllables is too much for you. And, yeah, yeah. and the, the, the syllables are represented with, like, physical Paper props that are being, yeah. like, you know, moved around by a puppeteer. Mm-hmm. And then as each part of the name is stripped yeah. away... The letters disappear. Yeah, and that Very... was kind of their. I think that's what their uh, production approach was kind of going with these letters that turned mm-hmm. to paper. A lot of papers being thrown. A lot of papers being stuck. Yes, you know the impermanence yeah. of paper, the contract. There's a lot that could be you know gleaned from definitely from this production approach. But I, I do like what they did here as well. Um, she takes Chihiro's name, ownership through name. Haku shows up, cold to Chihiro. Sen starts work here today, mm-hmm. um, and she almost immediately forgets her name here. Uh, the other attendants can't believe that a human got a contract here. Haku puts Rin in charge of Chihiro. Rin was just acting cold. And we see a instant friendless, a friend, I'm oh, sorry, um, like friendship formed between these two, too. I really like Rin in this. Yeah. I, I think I that... like this Rin better, too. The, yeah. there, it is a different Rin as well. This mm-hmm. one, like, there's a connection I felt a little bit more. Yeah, she... I hate to lambast this first cast. I mean, maybe maybe you take it and you watch it down the line. Of course. Give it a year and be like, oh, I want to return to this. I'll give you the other version. 
and you see how it holds up. Yeah, certainly. Um, but no, I, I really, like, like Rin really stands out uh, here, I think. Yeah. As just, like, I don't, I don't know, it's probably this, the, the vibe between the actors is, mm-hmm. they feel, I don't know, a lot more like friends here, so. Uh, Chihiro spaces out and gets accustomed to her new work and life. Are there two Haku? Are there two Jonathan? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and then we debated, like, Dan has to be Chihiro, and then I have to be literally everyone else. And if I'm Chihiro, you're just like my Haku, and like yeah. I, have to, I have to pull double duty again. To and play then if, everything else, yeah. But in the more likely scenario that you're Yubaba, then I have to be Haku. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah. Is so the, yeah. That, that's how it works out. And Zaniba. Yes. <laughs> my, my friendly sister. In a dual role. Yeah. My beautiful twin sister. Yeah. Um, uh, Monet crying real tears here, which I didn't see with Kana in the first cast, as I said, even though there, there's a few, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of close-ups on there, but they, they seem to be genuine tears there. Um, Yubaba goes on business and does the classic backlit turn into a bird with a cape gag. And they got it right. Yeah. They got the look right. Yeah. Her nose is peeking out from yeah. under the cloak. Big bird, Yubaba puppet, Stan, uh, Haku wakes Chihiro up in the morning, inviting her to come and see her parents. Uh, meet him at the bridge. Chihiro gets her shoes back from the soot sprites. We get this cute little wave from her mm-hmm. at the, soup, the soot sprites. So more of that innocence being portrayed. And then the Phantom of the Opera transition scenes with different actors so one can get around the stage a bit faster. Yes. On this bridge, like talking away from the audience mm-hmm. with dubbed lines. It happens. It's fine. Um, no face awkward little pop and lock dance. Yeah. <laughs> like, I came to serve. Because he's, uh, you know, uh, it or they, they're snooping yeah. around. We don't know what they're up to. I said me on the way out of Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, they're they're on the outskirts of, of the bathhouse. Just, yeah, just, just doing some modern interpretive dance. Yep. Chihiro bows to them and they disappear. Haku leads Chihiro through uh, more dancing flower actors, just like the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to the pig stall. Your parents don't rese- uh, remember they are humans. Uh, more real te- tears from Mane. Uh, Haku presents Chihiro with her human world clothes and her name... Both of which she will need to escape this world later, and she yes. cannot forget them. Um, uh, she almost forgot. Don't let Yubaba take her name. Haku can't remember his uh, real name anymore, but he knows Chihiro from his youth. Yeah, somehow. We get yeah. some more magic uh, onigiri. I'll see you again soon. Um, so, you know, she cries emotionally while eating, and then Haku dances and transforms into small dragon on stick. Whizzing around the set. Yeah, no, and, and this... I don't know, like, the, watching this again... It really does, like, does the whole relationship with food, mm-hmm. like, giving food yeah. to kind of warm someone's spirit. Crying over food. Stealing food yeah. is very bad. Serving you know. people, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. No face awaits, and then we get this this sad, sad lonely no face number, mm-hmm. where no face is just staring like, mm, ain't that the way. I'm dancing by myself, yeah. yeah. I'm in the corner watching you hold her. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, another twitchy, lonely dance. And Shahiro sleeps as Kamaji wakes up and covers her with a pillow. Mm-hmm. It's like, there, there, little one. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep. A storm rolls in and Yubaba returns. Apparently, this is what... I assumed she stole the special seal now. That's what's in this money pouch thing. Even though we don't really know. Yeah, I, I, I'm not positive either. Because yeah. I, I don't know how... Haku ends up eating it if he didn't steal well, it. Well, they make, but... like, a stage business of her, like, taking out the pouch, holding yeah. up the pouch, laughing greedily at the pouch. <laughs> but doesn't she pass it down to her attendants? I don't know. Yeah, she does, maybe. So it could have been, like, a business trip. Mm. Or, like, 
Like, it's oh, just interesting got... that they lingered on that. I mean, I know yeah. they probably oh, no, had, like, they're definitely yeah. yeah. Uh, the bathhouse workers clean in a choreographed number that's very close to the movie. Mm-hmm. Yubaba supervises. Chihiro is struggling. Rin and Chihiro working on the big tub today. Chihiro goes to an empty bucket and invites no space. Uh, goes to empty a bucket and invites no face inside uh, the bathhouse. It leaves the door open for him. I don't know if I invite this person in, Dan. He's he's on a no fly list. He's got those little hands. <laughs> he's got those little hands. <laughs> little grabby hands. Um, His picture is up at the front yeah, of the yeah, establishment. Do not let this man in. <laughs> There's no face in. Uh, the big bath is coated in vines and dirt. They need to clean it out with water, but need a token of uh, for Kamaji's water. Mm-hmm. Uh, corporate bullying. Yes. Yeah. Where go get a token from the Bandai, or it's the foreman in the English version, but I think their name is actually Bandai in this, which translates loosely to foreman, I think. Or... Well, and it would make sense that if Yubaba's taken their names, they might just ah. literally be named foreman ah. or Bandai. So, yeah. Yeah. But he won't give up the med- medicinal yeah. worm, worms, wor- wor- worm skin, worms, wort. worm skin <laughs> bath water. Yeah. <laughs> Did you put deadly nightshade in this? Frog's den? breath. Frog's breath. Bog balls. <laughs> um, uh, go get a token for the Bondi. Um, she is unable to um, until no face fish lines her one. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's yeah. Um. Mm. But it's it's portrayed as it is in the movie, yeah. and and I really like how the 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 bathtub filling is done with uh-huh, the because it's not water. We can't use water on stage. Yeah, so it's, it's just steam and smoke. Yeah, and yeah. it's with light with this like the sound playing of like how water would hit in the background, mm-hmm. and it's all done it, just very well. Yeah. yeah, and meanwhile there's this big fun little slimy puppet boy on his way advancing. Yeah, <laughs> he's slow muck. Yeah, muck is coming. The you know and uh, again like that's the part where the stage extension is used because obviously in my opinion one of my favorite scenes mm. like the whole thing with the stink spirit is like a favorite part of mine but his original approach to the bathhouse when it's like storming mm-hmm. and people are like shuttering their windows and stuff as he approaches it's yeah. it's it's a great thing so I'm glad they kept that in yeah Yubaba talks on her uh, mobile skull. Which mm-hmm. we don't see in the other version. This is another thing that's lacking from this version. Is uh, like when the foreman talks, mm-hmm. the other actress is like manipulating the skull, so the skull talks. Okay, cool. Yeah, we didn't see that here though. Okay, she kind of just like you know rattles it a bit, but you know, interesting little detail. After seeing both versions, you you notice the small things. Mm-hmm. Uh, smoke instead of water fills the tub. Rin goes to get them breakfast as Chihiro is offered more tokens from an overtly generous No Face. Yes. Um, Chihiro doesn't want anything. The stink spirit approaches. We have to get him in and out. Panic. Get that spirit in the big bath. Sen will take care of him. Uh, Agorio the frog passes out. Reaction to the smell. Actors acting. Being like, I yes. smell something stinky. Yeah. yeah. And the way that uh, when, when the stink spirit presents his cash, yeah. they all, you know, they convincingly act like he just handed them something disgusting. A piece of shit, yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> I think the bandai ends up putting in this hat. Yeah. So. Uh, get that spirit in the big bath. Uh, the spirit, Sting Spirit gets in the tub uh, with Rin, with Rin's, oh, sorry, and Rin helps uh, get more water and the food instantly spoils. They have, yeah. like, this unique trick where they put, like, a piece of fabric over it and they pull it off real quick. Yeah, so it, it was like cool. It, it spoils, yeah. Some theater magic, Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Yubaba laughs. Who gave her all those tokens? Uh, white scrim for water and dirt. 
Chihiro feels a splinter and Yubaba has a realization that this isn't a stink spirit. And we get some rope stage magic where, mm-hmm. you know, Yubaba's making a show of having the rope and then the actors instantly have a rope to pull yeah. downstage. It's a cool, it's just a cool scene in the, the way that it's done on the stage production. Yep. Like, uh, we get a little, like, chant and a yep. rhythm going to, to pull the rope. <laughs> yeah. And then the famous bicycle comes out. Yeah, the, the bike that was probably hiding in the big tub with all these props. Yeah, and then the wave of garbage is represented with, like... Another uh, scrim with holes in it that the actors are like, Oh, I'm drowning in dirt! Yeah, it's supposed to be slime. Yep. Uh, But there's one final thing that is still stuck in this spirit. (laughs) Uh, I believe it was a fishing line. Um, Bobber. And and Chihiro manages to pull it out. Yep. And we get the emergence of the river spirit. We get that almighty, ah. Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm relieved. The post-gooning noise. <laughs> yeah, no. And then... <laughs> he, he's, done, he's done perfectly. Yeah, it's yeah. just a perfect recreation of old man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Thanks. <laughs> Off to Brazil I go, and everyone realizes, oh, wait, no, this isn't a stink spirit. He's leaving gold. Yubaba's like, you're in our guest's way. And he's Chihiro, a big spender. Yeah, big Chihiro's money. <laughs> presented with some uh, dongo medicine, mm-hmm. you know. That's an important prop. Mouse tool that'll help us later on. Yes. But then he cackles, he laughs, everyone celebrates, and he whizzes around and out the bathhouse over the audience. Over the audience, yeah. yeah. And then they have this choreographed number of celebration. Yeah, like which is utter a cool, joy. It's just yeah. a cool little, yeah, like exactly, joyous celebration. Yeah. So And, you know, the audience claps for the first time, and I'm like, oh, there's an audience here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yubaba is proud of Chihiro. You made us so much big money. And here she feels a little bit genuine, too. Like, that was another thing. I was like, oh, Yubaba, like, gives her a genuine hug. Yeah. And then covers it up with like you made us a lot of money yeah but even here she she's like you know you made us so much money sake for everyone and Mm. she says it like in a genuine like cute way like oh i care about you all i may not i may have stolen your names and you know enlisted you in servitude for the rest of your life but i care it's still cute because she's like sake for everyone just give me back the gold that you picked up off the floor so yeah yeah. so then we get another quiet moment where rin and chihiro go up um like on the top of the set to eat um, and she asks about uh, Haku. Rumor has it that he does bad things for Yubaba. Mm-hmm. We get a quiet piano moment and another solemn song that's like the waves are crashing, you know, life is going, the train's going by again. And after the rainstorm, yeah. the, the ocean around the bathhouse is filled up. Yep, Chihiro tastes the bitter dango, and then we get intermission. You know, a long act one, as is a theater tradition, mm-hmm. followed by a shorter act two. Yes. Um, so, in the Act 2 opener, it's night, and Agiro is looking for gold near the Big Bath before he is swallowed up by No-Face, who can then speak in the frog's voice. Yes. And, you know, this No-Face is dropping little golden pebbles. All over the stage. Yeah. But they, they, you know, no one gets hurt. Yep. They get swept up, so. Yep. Uh, bigger, lumpier No-Face puppet. Did mm-hmm. you like the transition between No-Face phases? I I think that that is probably the best way to, mm. to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know... I think it could have been bigger. It could have been bigger. Yeah. Maybe by the end, especially, it could have been... He could have ended up, like, gigantic, and maybe it could have been, Make like... Make him the um, whole curtain. Maybe with some, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's an idea. Yeah. That, that would be cool. Yeah, just for that one scene. With a giant mouth. Big, yeah. Big scary mouth. Maybe for the chase, use like a one of those like longer puppets that they would use for like a dragon or mm-hmm. something and have people running, multiple people carrying it. Yeah. Um, or maybe some kind of like something flate inflated with like air mm-hmm. slightly, but I don't know what's possible with stagecraft. Anything's so. possible, Dan. Uh, no face demands to be fed and bathed by the staff. Chihiro oh, or a puppet. 
like a really big puppet with yeah. fabric tied between the hands mm-hmm. and the mask and then a mouth mm-hmm. and kind of like my the visual I give is how buggy looks uh-huh. post time skip in of course one piece. You would. you would root this back to one piece. But you know, mm-hmm. doing that from the rafters of the stage might mm-hmm. also work. But go on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no face demands to be fed in water. Chihiro has a pig puppet nightmare, as we all do. And Chihiro sees she is alone, and downstairs all are feeding no haste, no face for the chance of gold. Yeah. Uh, Chihiro sees an injured dragon, Haku being chased by paper forms. Uh, steadily increasing puppet size and projections here, mm-hmm. with like the actual paper being thrown at her, mm-hmm. and then paper being stuck to her back. And then just the uh, the Haku puppet getting bigger and a little bit more elaborate. Yes. Based on how close she is to the actual puppet. Um, paper sticks to Jihiro's back. We get the Sorei song from like the original movie mm-hmm. where it's like, here's a rich man. Yay. Mm-hmm. He's giving us money. Woohoo. Uh, no Face only wants Jihiro, but Jihiro runs away needing to get to Haku. No Face eats the foreman and his attendant or an attendant with a big scary mount. And the fight is on. Yes. Um, I do like how this one attendant... Her thing is, like, grabbing her hat. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a detail you might miss, but, like, she gets eaten, mm-hmm. and her hat's not there. It's not a mistake, because she does it later on, and, and she they do it in both versions of this, mm-hmm. so I don't think it's a mistake. Like, the hat's outside of the mouth. She, like, goes, I'm being eaten, opens the mouth and grabs the hat. Mm-hmm. And then when she spit up later, like, she comes out, and then her hat comes out. Yes. And she puts her hat on. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I was like, oh, all right, a little character choice for this attendant <laughs> lady. Um, Chihiro runs um, across some pipes and climbs the set. I thought this was very well done. Yeah. When the pipes are pulled out from under her, because that happens in the well, movie. Yeah. And there's certainly a, a recurring thing throughout the stage play is that they make sure that the time that they take time for all of those iconic scenes, like the trailer shots. Yeah. Not to call them that in spirited away, but the the most visually iconic moments are all maintained yep. so. Uh, so as she's running through the bathhouse set seagulls are shown to show height of the mm-hmm. set like i'm climbing up there are seagulls here uh yubaba is back again and shahiro is led into the apartments by the paper and finds baby bo's room as yubaba is going downstairs to deal with no face and advises Dewey and little bird to push haku down into a pit yeah she's no good to him throw him down the pit how'd you feel about baby bo Again, I, I don't know how else you would have done that, mm-hmm. aside from, like, an even bigger fake suit. But find a real giant baby. Find a real giant baby. <laughs> they a deserve actor. to work, too. Uh, y- you know, you get Daniel Day-Lewis, I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought it was fine. Yeah, uh, and Baby Bo is just a, a person in a big baby suit. Mm-hmm. Um, doting Mama Yubaba, Baby Bo wants to violently play with Chihiro, but to get to Haku, Chihiro scares him with blood on her hand, which is, like, a good music-matching moment. In the other version, it, like, here's blood... And mm-hmm. then you wait, like, five seconds, and it's like, dun-dun! <laughs> here it matches up better. So, um, the paper plane reveals itself to be Yubaba's twin sister, Zeniba. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we could use the same actress twice. Yes. For one paycheck. Um, and we get the big dragon puppets out here, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the multi-articulated dragon puppet. Yeah, the one that Chihiro can, like, interact with. Yeah. Uh, Zeniba doesn't care about anyone's feelings here. She does come across, and I, I mean, this happens, I don't think... As much in the movie, she comes across a little bit colder here. Yeah. Yeah. Probably because she's just annoyed with what Yubaba's doing. So she definitely, she's like snappier here. Like, you know, when she uses her spells. Yep. And, uh, you know, Bo is turned into the mouse. And, uh... The Deweys are turned into Bo. And and then then Baby Bird. The bird is turned into Baby Bird. Yes. Yeah. Which are accurate representations of their anime forms. Yeah, one to one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Cute little puppets. Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, Yababa wants Haku. He stole a precious seal. Um, oh, Zaniba wants. Oh, Zaniba, sorry. Um, um, and all dragons are gentle but foolish. Yeah, they crave power. Yeah. So. Um, he is under Yubaba's thumb. The seal will kill him. Uh, Zaniba's paper is slashed, causing her to fade away, and Shihiro and Haku tumble down into the boiler room. I think there was a scene that was missed here in this version, because in the first... In group A, when the paper slashed, I remember um, Zaniba's, like, lowered onto a lift, or the same way she entered. Mm-hmm. Here she kind of just runs off, so I don't know if they missed a cue or something. Oh, man. But, oh, okay. You know, I, I noticed these things, Dad. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's the little things. Um, but they fall, and this is, like, the, the, the trailer shot of them, like, falling vertically and being flipped all over and mm-hmm. going every which way but loose mm-hmm. down to the boiler room, mm-hmm. which is cool and effective. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it, I, again, it's like all those things that need to be visually captured are represented here, mm-hmm. like this, this fall here. So Haku is in pain, but Jihiro gives him some of the River Spirits Dongo. Uh, they swap out Puppet and Actor when he coughs up the, the, the squishy seal puppet. Oh, one more thing. Yeah. I do like how the chaos of them landing in Kamaji's boiler room is represented because, mm-hmm. like, the lights kind of flash. There's a lot of crashing noises. Kumaji in the background is like, Jesus Christ, Christ, what's going on? Not again! Uh, so it's like the, the, the frantic nature of that scene is portrayed really yeah. well. So she squishes the seal puppet, which looks ooey and gooey. Mm-hmm. And then we get the unjinx scene. Where, you know, this is where the Americans would laugh. It's like six high fives in a row. Yeah. After uh, doing the cootie catcher thing. Um, Haku uh, came here wanting to be a wizard. Um, that's why he works for Yubaba. He lost himself here and his name as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mouse, bow, and bird uh, reenact the seal stomping. And, like, this happens in the movie. Like, all these little moments, they're all there. There's yes. nothing missing. So... Honestly, if you want to check out Spirit Away or you haven't watched in a while, just watch this and see how, you know, painful yeah. it is. It might bring back the memories for yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, Chihiro is going to give the seal back to Zaniba and apologize for Haku, but there's no coming back. Kamaji has some tickets for the train and Rin arrives to find Chihiro as no faces causing chaos upstairs. Mm-hmm. So you got to go to the boggy bottom, the yes. swamp ass bottom, the sixth <laughs> stop, which I think is a joke we made in the original episode. It is. It I'll, have to, I'll have to revisit it tonight, but I'm pretty sure we called it swamp ass <laughs> in the first time. Um, some things don't change, Dan. No, no. I'll be back, Haku. Is it love? Uh, Rin goes to get a boat and Haku wakes up. Kamaji explains everything that's happening happening, and Haku realizes something. And, you know, we get, that's the power of love, baby. Yeah. So I guess they're in love. Well, or does... it could be an old man doting on this. Well, Kamaji doesn't do that in the movie, right? No, he doesn't make the little heart hands. Yeah, because he does it hands. twice here. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's it, it's a strange addition, but I guess it's like... They're all portrayed as like a. They start to be portrayed as like doting relatives, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, it, it's 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 young love." He's trying to hook up this dragon. Yeah. yeah. Upstairs chaos. Yubaba can't control No Face and doesn't recognize Baby Bo as a mouse. Chihiro is sent to appease No Face. Uh, you want to go instead? <laughs> yeah. Um, massive rollicking No Face puppet. Um, Chihiro doesn't want anything. Or she has to go, if you're going to eat me, eat this dango instead. Mm-hmm. I was going to use it on my parents, but you need it more. Yubaba uses her powers, and No-Face throws up on her, and two of his perfectly alive victims. Just fine. Yeah. Like I said before, they're tumbling out. Um, a lot of good stage business from the side actors, too. Like, running around, being scared, like, hiding at the lip of the stage. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Like they go down the flat. stairs slightly. One yeah. of them just being flat, like, <laughs> he won't see me here. Um, chasing after Chihiro, getting smaller and smaller. 
Uh, Chihiro and Rin boat over the train tracks. Chihiro calls No Face over to her, saying that No Face can't be in there. It's bad for him. In yes. There. Yeah. yeah. So taking her kindness there, the bathhouse makes him sick. Uh, no Face is just scooting. And it's, <laughs> scooting it's, it's on the perfect. back. Yeah. On the stage. He scoots across the, like, the, like, follow them along. Mm-hmm. Like, like, Rin is visibly creeped out by this. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Chihiro's like, don't, don't hit him with the oar. Yeah. He's, he's fine now. Uh, no Face <laughs> finally pukes up a Garu. Uh, Rin says goodbye to Chihiro and warns No Face not to hurt her. Yes. As, like, she does her tearful goodbye. And then we get this real quiet, like, seven to ten minute scene where it's the train they're just yeah. waiting on the train and like that's like the artistic thing it's something that we all feel about this movie mm-hmm. never have i hated or never have i heard someone hate this scene it's yeah, just no. a quiet train ride with these shadow people from boy and the heron which i think is in the same timeline yeah, it, yeah. after seeing that this really like clicks with that same mood and atmosphere and we don't know, like, we, again, all the mystery is maintained. Mm-hmm. This train only goes one way now. Yeah. It used to go other ways, but it only goes one way. And we think it goes to a town in the distance that, you know, Rin herself wants to visit someday. But we don't, we don't know. All the mystery is maintained. The quietness is maintained. And, you know, this was one of those scenes that I, I feel like if if there's ever a risk of anything, despite Miyazaki saying no cuts... Yeah. If, you know, if there's ever a risk of anything being removed in the future, this is going to be something mm-hmm. that has to stay, like, yeah. always. Yeah. Yeah. And they have, like, the shadow actors just all in black mm-hmm. with, like, their faces obscured, which is really cool. Um, so, Chihiro invites No Face along with her, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yubaba is recovering in her office, and Haku arrives, not following orders like he used to. Uh, didn't you, don't you realize you've been tricked? The gold turns to dirt, and your baby is just dewy heads. Yes. <laughs> which Yubaba puts together, and she is visually upset, screaming for her baby bow. We get the great anger scene, yeah, her turning outburst. Turning into giant head with a fan-waving fire. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I love it. Yep. Uh, Yubaba lashes out at Haku as her giant angry head. Bo is at Zaniba's, Yubaba is frazzled, and Haku will go get your baby, but you will have to free Chihiro and her parents if mm-hmm. I do so. So, yeah. That's it. Uh, Chihiro and Ko arrive at Boggy Bottom, and we get this ballet one-legged lamppost. A good interpretation I of it. I trained at the Bolshoi for this, Dan. It works to be. And now to I'm a lamp. Hopping a lamp ghost. Yeah. All arrive at Zaniba's quaint country house. Uh, the seal spell has disappeared. Here's Zaniba's much nicer... Um, Zaniba laughs at Chihiro having broken Yubaba's curse on Haku, which wasn't actually her thing. Yeah, the slug was clarified as, as Yubaba's curse that the, yeah. the, the Dongo also brought up. Mm-hmm. Uh, she welcomes in No Face as they all eat and work. Uh, the spells on Bow and Bird uh, could have been broken long ago if they wanted to, mm-hmm. but they just wanted to stay as cute puppets. Yeah. yeah. For stage business. And like, there's a lot of stage business with them at the spinning wheel. Like yeah, working as they do in the movie. Bird and, and Mouse Puppet go over first to start working the looming wheel. And then, you know, Z- uh, Zaniba sends No Face over to start mm-hmm. sewing something as well while she's sewing and, and yeah. Chihiro is sipping tea. And Zaniba says she can't really do anything. I can only give you a hint that something that has happened to you is never truly forgotten. Mm-hmm. So use that later as you will. Uh, stay the night. Zaniba makes a hair tie for Chihiro with the help of all her friends, uh, which, you know, Chihiro accepts. And where's Haku arrives, Chihiro hugs her dragon boyfriend, and all make amends and give thanks to No Face, or give thanks as No Face is going to stay with Granny Zaniba. Yeah. Starting a new life. Um, and, you know, as they're flying over the, flying in the sky, Chihiro reveals to Haku, like, my name, oh, well, no, she says that to Zaniba, like, she's like, oh, my name's Chihiro, by the way, and she's mm-hmm. like, Chihiro, what a nice name. Yeah. Uh, look after your name. So Chihiro and Haku fly off, Chihiro recounts 
where she finally knows Haku from. Uh, when she was a child, she nearly drowned in the Kohaku River until the river saved her. Haku is the spirit of the Nigahami uh, Kogohaku Gusha River. Yeah, well, it, Kohaku I, Gusha. Th- well, that's I think Haku's full name, but it was the it was the Kohaku Gawa. Yeah, like I I don't want to I don't want to say it's because I think Gawa is river. Uh-huh. I don't know, but. Yeah. Maybe not. No, that's I don't know. I I I did never take language advice from me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he, he the the river had long since been you know buried over and replaced with an apartment complex. So that's what it's meant by you know yeah. Haku has nowhere to return to. Mm-hmm. Uh, they float, fall, and arrive at the bathhouse with everyone waiting for them. Bo transforms back into a baby and says he will be upset if Yubaba hurts Chihiro in any way. Mm-hmm. Everyone is now on Chihiro's side. One final test. Guess your parents from this lineup. If you do, you're all free to go. If you don't, you're working for me here forever. Mm-hmm. Okay, Granny. Granny? Yeah, and I like how, you know, yeah. Yubaba's actress is, like, taken aback by that. For yeah. It's like, it's all these comical little body language yeah. things. Uh, none of these are my parents. That's the right answer. This uh, contract explodes. We get another quick dance. Uh, Chihiro says her goodbye to everyone, and Yubaba admits defeat. And, you know, Chihiro even thanks her, like, thanks for looking after me. And, like, at first she's like, hmm, like, giving her a little soft thing. Like, eh, yeah, it was all a little <laughs> thing. But then she's like, just go. <laughs> I don't want you here anymore. Um, the water is gone now. Haku will join in the other world later on, or so he says. He's going to go back and, you know, request that his contract be torn up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and meet her later on, supposedly. Um, Chihiro must do like an Orpheus in the Underworld situation and not look back, even though she's tempted to. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, she goes to rejoin her parents, who are back at this tunnel entrance. She's happy to see them, of course. They walk through. Um, The car is covered in dust and bird poop, so Mm -hmm. time has passed. But the parents are none the wiser. Three days, presumably, I think is the thing. Because there's one of the spirits in the song is like, we get three days, or like three and a Mm. half days to rest. Ah, Every so often, so I, I I think it's supposed to be three days. But. Yep. Uh, but Chihiro has a lot of memory here. We see Haku framed in, like, this doorway mm-hmm. as she, like, cries and recollects and, like, says, I'm coming. And then on the stage projection in the background, it just says Chihiro. Her yeah. name has been reobtained and her personality is achieved. Yep. And very artfully, like, the tunnel opening disappears into the background as, like, Chihiro's name is there. And it's just... It's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's pleasing. It's theatre. Yes. (laughs) That's theatre. A real live theatre, Dan. So, final thoughts on this. Loved it. Mm -hmm. Because I I love Spirited Away anyway. I wish we had Mononoke so you could see Big Wolf. Yeah. Big Wolf puppets. I would not not pass that up. Yeah. Um, But no, this is... It's just such a cool adaptation of it. It's just great to see it in this way. Um... If you love the original, then then check this out. Yeah, yeah. I feel similarly. I love theater. Mm-hmm. It's why I go to the theater to see actual showman trip. Of course. It's something that I think translates well. As I said, it's so accurate to the original source material. It's just a different flavor of Dango yeah. that you might enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, so check it out. Maybe check out both cast and see which one you like more. Of course. Yeah, support your local theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And that's all, Dan. That's yeah. all she wrote. I got that theater bug out of my system. Dark Jonathan Arc can resume. Okay. I figured I was going to ask if it was, so yeah. It technically yeah. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like with like a Yubaba wink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's something in my eye. You're trying to teach yeah. me something. And yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> See a in the end. Here. Yeah. yeah. Um, a mother's instinct, Dan. But it's... Mm, mm. 
But is there anywhere the audience can reach us? Uh, you can find me, Jonathan Gwiatkowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, Drinking Re JK on X, Losing My Mind JK on um, uh, the TikTok as well. And you can follow our podcast on Anime Was Not a Mistake on most social media platforms. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, X, and Threads as King underscore Danis, where I'm uh, trying to piece together more artwork to show everyone. Uh, yeah. So thank you, as always, for listening. Yeah. What's next? Well, we're returning <laughs> to anime. Wow. On in, this podcast? In, 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 in its truest form. Yeah. Um, as I promised, we are going to... I, I We got a lot of anime mm -hmm. in the pipeline now. Yes, yes. We are entering a new year. Mm -hmm. uh, same as the old year, but yeah. with new anime. Oh, different. Uh, and, uh, you know, lot, lots of stuff we're excited to do. Yes. Um, but, as as I did promise, uh, we are doing the second half of the Black Star Dragon Ball Saga from Dragon Ball GT next week. Mm -hmm. uh, where we are going to get... Probably the first real arc villains of Dragon Ball GT. They're kind of doofy, but they're very charming and lovable. Mm. Uh, so, you know, all I can say is, you know, think twice before joining a cult. And <laughs> definitely think twice before going into that dollhouse. Oh. Goodbye. Mm, the big dollhouse. <laughs>